0: This is Jake McGrew, lead pastor here at Hope City Church, along with my wife, Jenny, and welcome to Hope Talks, a new short-form conversation we're hosting just for you. Our desire is to take a few minutes and talk with different people discussing relevant issues and help bring some wisdom and understanding from a biblical point of view. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Hope Talks.
1: Jonathan Bounds with us today. We're so pumped to have Jonathan with us. He's just a longtime friend of Jake and I, him and his wife, Tia, pastor the Word Church, uh, two campuses actually, um, in Lloyd Ministers, Saskatchewan and in Loon Lake, Saskatchewan for quite a long time now. Uh, Jonathan has an extraordinary grace on his life, um, just to have a real uh, supernatural knowledge and understanding of the word. And he just really has a way of bringing the word to light and causing eyes to see and ears to hear. So Jonathan, we just want to thank you for being with us today.
2: Hey, I'm happy to be here. This is exciting.
1: Yeah, it's good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, really yeah? good. I'm digging your headphones.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, I, so am I. They're, they're kind of my security blanket these days. I just walk around yeah. with them all, all the time.
1: <laughs> I'm sure Moses likes them.
2: You know, Moses does. Tia, not so much.
1: It's good. Hey, whatever works, man. Yeah, it's, exactly. You're getting a better sound than out of my ear, AirPods I, or earbuds. I went and bought a new <laughs> pair of earbuds yesterday for my computer, and then I went to listen to that call that we were on earlier, yep. and I realized that my earbuds were fine. It was my computer that shot. So. Oh, no. Well, yeah, it's I, all good.
2: I spilled water on my laptop, so that's done. And Apple says I can't mail it in. The lady just said, Do you have a big bag of rice? <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, That's all you're gonna do for me. She goes, Do you have a big bag of rice? And I said, No, I don't have a big bag of rice. And she said, Well, nothing I can do for you. So there, there yeah. goes that laptop.
1: There you go. We're all getting new laptops this month. Awesome. Oh, yeah, you know it. The Lord is good. Um, okay, so I had asked Jonathan, uh it might have been last week or the week before. Um, If you want to just have a conversation about uh, these three words, the new normal, we keep hearing these three words a lot. Uh, I'm sure we were all using it before everybody, everybody else was using it. Um, I think it's just a phrase probably just brought on by the spirit of God as so many people are saying it um on our last hope talk we had david mcgrew rick sherman and lenz odeman mm-hmm. and we were talking about where is the church heading and that was just a powerful conversation that just seemed timely and it really seemed to hit the mark yeah. with a lot of people um but these three words the new normal could kind of sound like that before but i believe that god just has a different direction that he's wanting to take this conversation in and i was actually really struck um by something on worship leaders collective that someone had said and they were saying this is not the new normal i won't accept this as the new normal we will be gathering back in our churches and i could hear both sides of what he was saying and i had just said something like i hear what you're saying but no matter how many times you say this is not the new normal, it's not going to not be the new normal because, yeah. you know, you can even see in the word of God where the Lord, if you'll say like, I, I'm behold, I'm doing a new thing, Yeah. you know, or even um, in the Psalms, sing a new song, yeah. you know, so the kingdom of God uh, is always going to be advancing. The kingdom right. of God is always going to be uh, shifting. We heard that word earlier today. And, um, and we've been hearing it a lot this season, um, a word that the Lord's been put in my spirit, even last week was pivot, Mm, you know, just that word pivot, you know, and just like any of you who played basketball, you know, it's like, you're standing in the same position, but what he's saying is just make a little bit of a step forward or just make a little bit of a step back. But the kingdom of God, um, you know, God never changes but things are always going to be pivoting. Things are always going to be shifting, you know, just to stay healthy, just to stay thriving, um, just to stay moving ahead with the season. Um, so this is a new normal and I'm sure many can agree that it feels like things are changing every day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. And I think that is, that's probably the definition of the new normal is that things will keep changing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not a new thing. It's, it's the church throughout history. Um, It's the church in the book of Acts, constantly readjusting, constantly being led by the spirit into new frontiers. That's the normal. And so I think, I think sometimes when people hear you say, this is the new normal, they think what we're doing right now is what we're going to be doing for a long time. When that's not really what you're saying. What we're saying is Mm -hmm. not that this church like this like we're doing this week, is the new normal. No, the new normal is we're going to have to be super adaptive. We're going to have to lean on the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I was talking to our uh, worship team last night. We got everybody on a call. And, you know, they haven't all been as involved in our Sunday morning services Mm -hmm. because we had a a relatively small group. And so I was talking to them about, you know, how can we, you know, we, we want you guys to record some songs on your own. We want you to do some things that we can put out to the church because you have a, you're have gifting and the call on your life didn't go away. Um, right. And it's not really about whether or not you're broadcast here or there. It's, it's about letting God use you. And, and so I was saying, you know, your gift is for the body. So how can we use that? And one of the things I said to them was, and, and this is really, you know, I see you guys have done this at your church. God's leading us in the same direction. Is to go back and say, boil it down. What is church? Because it, what is God define church as what has God called it to because we have a lot of external structures that aren't bad and they're not good they're they're neutral they are what it takes in each season for for everything else for the important stuff it's 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 external structures that we put around it and somebody might say well that we should get rid of all of those things no you can't um just in the same way that if I I said I'm going to talk to you but I'm only going to use the important words um there would right. be no sentence you could comprehend. Right. <laughs> I would just say words. They wouldn't make sense. So we, we have all these extra words around the important words that make mm-hmm. the sentence work. We have all these extra structures. We meet at this time, at this place, we do some songs on offering you know, all of that, but there's nothing set in stone that that's exactly that that's church. And we have always had people that said, you know, when are we going to be able to go back to church? And, mm-hmm. and you probably cringe the same way I cringe, which is because mm-hmm. when I hear that statement, I go, okay, so you think church is a place, number one, <laughs> yeah, and you think it's closed, mm-hmm. number two, right. <laughs> you know, and those are two <laughs> yeah. big problems, right? The church never closed and the church was never right. a place. Mm-hmm. And so, and it wasn't an event either. So as much as I treasure, listen, we're, especially for us pastors, like we love being in the room with people like we love it we want it all the time and so believe me when i say it this is not me this is not my personality coming out this is really what the lord is saying i believe is that you know don't get addicted to the way you did things um Mm -hmm. and don't be despondent about the way things are going to be in the future i think we're going to have to adapt rapidly constantly and i think that's a really good thing but we're going to have to be really knowledgeable and anybody can be knowledgeable if you just ask the right questions. We're going to have to be really knowledgeable about what church is so that in every season we know, okay, let's keep doing what we're doing. You know, let's keep doing this. Let's, uh, what does church look like in a season of lockdown? What does church look like right. in a missions field? What does church mm-hmm. look like in a rural setting? What does church look like on the oil rigs? What does church look like in this, that, and that, the other, you know, mm-hmm. it, it is, the church is alive. It's not an institution, yes. right? Yes. So I, I keep having the picture of Jeff Goldblum in my head and that's a problem, right? You know what I mean? Like, you know, that I'm as wondering soon as I what say movie
1: Jeff Goldblum is in. Jurassic Park. See. Yes.
2: So what does he say? Life finds a way.
1: I think about this all the time, Jonathan, right? that phrase. Life yes.
2: finds a way. So, so good. The church was an institution that would have died centuries ago, right? But because it's alive. What right. happens is it, it breaks through cracks in the brick and things sprout out over the sidewalk. Like the the church has always, because it's alive and mm-hmm. animated by the living spirit of God, the spirit of resurrection. Yes. It, the, the church will break out in unexpected places. And every time there's an obstacle, poosh, life yes. finds a way. You can't crush yes. the church. And so we can't be so focused on the obstacles that we're not waiting for the spirit and and not looking to the spirit to say, how's the church going to break out? How's the, what, what are you, how's the church adapting? How's the church, Mm -hmm. not that we're being influenced or shaped Mm -hmm. by culture. We're being led by the spirit of God, but the spirit of God has never been stuck in a, in one format. I know people know that we've always said that, but we've said that within the comfort of a pretty stable format. And now Mm -hmm. we're getting to put it to work. And so we kind of found out that um, we thought people knew more about what the church was than, than they did because, yeah. you know, we said, well, what stopped about what, about what is church and what has stopped? Nothing stopped. Right. Right. We're still assembling together. We're still encouraging mm-hmm. one another. We're still worshiping and I'm not exalting lockdown. I want to get back together, but we can't say that, that this has stopped the church. And so that'll affect how we move forward. I think. If we have a strong right. foundational understanding, then you can you you'll know in the season, no matter what it looks like, these are the important things, and then you can right. carry them from season to season.
1: Yeah, so good. I'm thinking about um, a scripture out of Jeremiah 17. Uh, we're talking about the trees being planted by the water, but it's saying that it will not fear when heat comes, but it talks about how it will bear fruit in every season. You know, and just even in this season, in fact i believe that the church is even bearing more fruit and and perhaps maybe for some of the churches that um are resisting this change just encouraging them to just get those get your tree you know planted in the water and not fearing what is happening this season but if we will embrace it you know as god using this for his glory because we know that god you know god is using this season and he is moving mightily in this season and allowing god to do a work inside of all of our hearts um that he's so desperately trying to do like we're we're in the middle of a series called we are the church so like what you have said you know what like what you have said like the two things what were the two things that you you had said that your church um you know so you thought church was a building and
2: you thought church was a building church was a location and you thought church was closed right like church you know it's not a location and it's never been right. closed. The church right. is, is moving. The body is functioning. Yeah. And through this season, you're right. I'm so glad that you guys are teaching on that. And like I said, God's leading us to teach on the same thing because right. I feel like if we can get our foundations right, if we can get mm-hmm. those roots right, um, then we will be able to trust the fruit that comes from a good, good roots. You know, a good tree will bear good fruit.
1: That's right.
2: And so when we come up with new ideas that seem off the wall, When we Mm -hmm. adapt in new ways, if the roots and the foundation are good, Mm -hmm. then what's going to come out of it is really going to be good in every season. Um, So like we need to get back to that and say like, you know, what is church? And I I think this is the same thing that the early church had to do. They Mm -hmm. went back and they got together and they said, "Um, so you guys are mad that we're eating with the Gentiles or you're mad that we're doing this. Didn't the scripture say this is what was going to happen? And here's what God is doing. And so, look, guys, it seems to be that this is what God is leading us into. And of course, that makes us uncomfortable because I think at the back of our minds, um, we want the Holy Spirit. We want God to give us a download of information. We want to receive it, take it like a, a receiver catching a football and run with it. And then we'll catch up with him later. Um, but <laughs> well what, he wants, what he wants is to walk with us. And where we're constantly having to look and listen and say what now, what now, what now, and I right. I know that makes us uncomfortable because we're losing the idol of control, you know. And and the more I can comprehend so good, something, the mm-hmm. more I can control something. If I can understand it, I can. I feel like I can control it, and mm. uh, that idol is just crashing down. We're having to live by faith, and that's right. exciting, but it's it's also <laughs> frustrating and and terrifying to some of us, you know. <laughs> Um, but it's good and, and I, I feel like that's the new normal the new normal is is being adaptive because we're living in days where things this isn't the this isn't the biggest thing that's going to happen this century It nope. feels like it now but it's not it might not even be the biggest thing that happens this decade right. um, we're in a day where we are the church will shine the dark will be dark um, there, there will be a clear line and we're just going to have to be those kind of people that aren't thrown because something is different. Like that's, that's the age we're in. You right. know, I was, hang on. I think I've got this book here. I was trying
1: to read what books you had up there.
2: Oh, only good ones. Um, this <laughs> one is a book uh, from the apostolic fathers, the, the anti-Nicene fathers. So these are the, um, these are the next generation guys after, you know, Peter and John and, and those fellas these are the people they trained up and, and then the generation after that. And so mm-hmm. they wrote an instruction. One of these books here in this book is uh, the Didache. And this is where they, they wrote some instructions. Yes. You've read the Didache, right? Yes. So these are just some practical like passing on the apostles teaching. And mm-hmm. I love what they say about baptism. Let me see here. They say, but with respect to baptism, baptized as follows. Having said all these things in advance, baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in living water. So like a river or a stream. They say, if you don't have living water, if you don't have running water, baptize in some other water. If you have neither, or he says, uh, in some, some other water. If you can't baptize in cold water, use warm. But if you have neither, pour water on the head three times. So what they're saying is like, baptism is important. Here's the core yeah. of what baptism is. Right. And here, if you have this, use this. If you don't, use this. If you don't, use this. If you don't use right. this. They mm-hmm. they made it clear what the vitals were. And then they're like, so right. adapt, you right. know, and this isn't a time of persecution. So maybe mm-hmm. you can't go to the public pool or the the river like so use what you have. And I feel like that's a church that's going to thrive. Right. It's a church that's living, not not uh, dead and static.
1: Jonathan, that is so good. I'm just like thinking about, I'm just sitting here thinking about that. So you have used the word adapt probably three times, adaptive mm. twice, and then you use adapting once. Um, so it's the word that just keeps coming up. Yeah. So for the people who struggle, I think most people naturally resist and struggle yeah. with change. You know, yeah, I think yeah. our brains were wired that way. Yeah. Um, or maybe our propensity is maybe to to be that way. Um, especially when there's more chaos and confusion and unknowns, you know, because this is what we've always known for this generation. uh, This is their first like big thing, you know, not to be doom and gloom. I I agree with you. I don't think that this is the only thing. I think that this probably looks like a walk in the park, you know, you know, but God is really wanting to teach us to be more adaptive, to be, to adapt, to be mm. more adapting um, just to keep this conversation going for a few minutes longer. Mm. How can people learn to adapt better?
2: That's a great question. You know, simple I, question,
1: but I think it's helpful.
2: Yeah. And I'll, and I'll give a relatively simple answer um, mm-hmm. because I think some of the best answers are things you already know, but that you need to be reminded mm-hmm. of. And so my, my, My number one thing that I have to keep going back to is the Lord is my shepherd and Jesus Mm -hmm. is the good shepherd. And key in all of that is that he leads you through every different place and every different season. Um, But Jesus didn't say my sheep will know me because they read books about me or my sheep know me because um, they, they trust these other sheep. They say my sheep will follow me because they know my voice. And the reason they don't follow the wrong voices, the stranger's voices, is because they don't know those voices. And when he says they don't know them, what he's saying is they're not, those aren't the familiar voices. And Mm -hmm. so I know this is basic stuff, but there's a reason it's basic stuff. Right. The the reason it's foundational is that we have to immerse ourselves in the word of God, relationship with God, prayer. We have to get to know his voice well. Mm -hmm. Because um, when you know his voice, because I think when, when I've been saying adapt, I think some people might hear that and say that I'm looking at the culture and I'm reacting to it and I'm saying, okay, right. this is what culture wants from me. But mm-hmm. uh, culture doesn't want me to be a radical Christian. Culture doesn't want, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, the culture doesn't want me to be a Jesus follower. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at, at best, they want me to be a preacher that doesn't really believe and just says, you know, well, it's just good things. But uh, so, so I'm not responding to culture. I'm not, I'm not looking to culture for my lead. I'm looking to the spirit of God. I'm looking to the shepherd. I'm listening for his voice and his, he's going, he, while he's not um, reacting to culture, he is responding to culture. So Jesus never reacted to, to anybody. He never reacted and let that change who he was, but he was always responding Right. And there were times where the crowds would show up where they weren't supposed to show up, and 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 he adapted his plans and he taught them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Like how many people right now are discovering a bunch of sheep without a shepherd online, yeah. and and it's messing up their plans. But they're saying, okay, I have moved with compassion. Well, you're not moved with compassion in your guts. You're not moved in your inner person without a strong relationship with God. Because that's where that comes from, right? Paul said, "I I I long for you with that, that same word, the guts of Christ, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, and so I I would think we you know if we're if we're found if we getting back into the Word of God, we'll begin to see this is the way He is. This is this is the way He thinks. This is what He loves. This is what He's put in me. We'll be mm-hmm. empowered by it, and we'll just know in every season. This is, this looks like him and this is him and this is what he would do. But getting into the word, of course, we know you can't just get into the word without a, a living relationship with the spirit of God, with Jesus himself. He is the word made flesh. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. The father's heart is expressed through it. So we need to get to that place where we're constantly listening, talking, hearing, receiving so that. When we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, we know he's right there and he's leading us with his voice. I think that's so interesting is he never says he's leading us by our sight. He's always right. leading with his voice. And so believers need to be so tuned in to the voice of God. And and when we are, we find that the Holy Spirit is not the ultra conservative um you know, uh, rector that we think he is, he's 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 the one he's always on the side of those weirdos that are doing weird things, like not always, right. but you know, like in the book of Acts, yeah, sure, these people started preaching to people that nobody else was, and the hand of God was with them. This guy went right. to a place no one was going, and God was with him. So it seems like the Holy Spirit is prodding and moving people out, and it's usually us that's catching up to the Holy Spirit. I think sometimes we mm-hmm. think God is catching up to us, like, right. um. Like somehow he's the one going, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> but throughout church history and throughout the Bible, it seems like mm-hmm. it's people that have to catch up to the spirit. Um, right. So I want to be listening when, and I think maybe that's one of the benefits of this season is mm-hmm. because it's uncomfortable and it's unfamiliar. Um, we've, we've had to listen a little bit more. There was a, uh, maybe you've heard this, there was a, a, a medieval uh, priest and he was a Spanish priest and No, I have
1: not heard about a medieval Spanish (laughs) person.
2: He's known as John of the (laughs) Cross. I think
1: everybody's listening to
2: this. (laughs) So here's the deal. Um, There's a lot about what he believed that I disagree with. Um, But he said something that really stuck with me. He said, if a man wants to be sure of his way, he must close his eyes and walk in the dark. Mm. And there's that thought of um, we're so accustomed to walking by sight and sense that sometimes right. the best thing we can do is close our eyes and start just seeing by faith again and, and, and mm-hmm. walking by faith. And one of the things that this season has done for us is it's, it's removed all of our, um, the things we thought we knew. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's caused us to press into the spirit of God. And I would hope that'd be the new normal, is that when we come out of this, even if some things look familiar, that we don't fall back on the crutch of familiar because normal is a myth at the end of the day normal is a myth it doesn't really exist normal is something we create in our minds Mm -hmm. it's never existed and you know people that go when things settle down we'll get together you never get together things Mm -hmm. never settle down they're not going Mm -hmm. to and why would you Mm -hmm. want them to so you know i think hopefully coming out and through this season that's what's going to be different in my my hope is that we would be always leaning in. I think every now and then we would just close our eyes and say, I'm not paying attention to anything but your voice. So what are you saying right now? Um, Come on. And I think seasons like this force us to that, but I want us to do that when we don't feel forced. Because I think right. that's the way the church moves forward.
1: Right. So good. I'm just looking up a scripture here. Hmm. And uh, I think I want to have a part two to this conversation. Because yeah. there's a lot here. You know, and we try to keep these to, yeah, yeah I hear you. to uh 30 minutes, but, um, you know, just as you're talking about the Holy Spirit, um, I'm thinking about this, one of the prayers and out of Ephesians three that Paul prayed, you know, cause we really need to know the heart. We need to know the mind of God. We need to know the will of God. Yeah. And I was just even encouraging, um, some people in worship leaders collective that, you know, you, we need to pray this season. You know, yeah. the Bible says come together even more as the day approaches, uh, I said we need to be praying together even more as the so day approaches. True. You know, so Thessalonians true. says pray without ceasing. You know, and I often say that prayers that aren't prayed, prayers that aren't prayed, are prayers that won't be answered because wow. they haven't been prayed. You know, yeah. and um, so just as as you're sharing, and just to bring you know some comfort to people as well, is that we can pray and we can ask God, yeah. you know, for His will. That's right. And we we can we can have God's understanding in each and every season. Um, and this is a scripture that I know that you've prayed many times. I know that, you know, your parents probably prayed over you many times and taught you. And anyone that's walked with my father in law for any season knows that he taught us all of these at a very young age. Um, but it's out of Ephesians 3. And where am I going to start here? Uh, verse 14. But it says, For this reason I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven on earth is named. Oh, no, that's not even the scripture that I want to read. I'm trying to read. That's <laughs> guys, a really good me. one. It is a good one, but you're probably like, why is she reading this scripture? No, guys, go to Colossians. To that made sense to <laughs> me, it? too. I was like, yeah, your okay, well,
2: flooded with Okay, well, I can spin that light. one. Yeah.
1: I, I I can spin that one about the four dimensions <laughs> easily. Yeah, yeah, I could yeah, spin yeah. that, but that's not the one that I want to read. Okay, so I want to turn to Colossians, guys. Forgive me. <laughs> Colossians 1. But that was a good prayer, too, you guys. And go read that, please, out of Ephesians Absolutely. 3 on the love of God, that we'd be filled with the fullness of God. There's a lot of things that we could read there on the fourth dimension of the love of God. Okay, Colossians 1, Jenny McGrew. One nine. Thank you. See you now. It says, for this reason, we also, um, for this reason, we also, since the day we heard, do not cease to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power for all patience I like this really, really need this this season for all patience and long-suffering yep. with joy. And then Thank here's a, here's the key to giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. In the light, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son. Of his love, I'm going to just keep reading here, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. He is the image of the invisible God, the first. For an overall creation, and I could keep reading there, yeah. um, but for us to walk worthy, you know, mm-hmm. in this season, worthy of the Lord, you know, fully pleasing to Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, yeah. you know, it, it talks. It's got words like patience. Yeah. There's words here like long suffering, yeah. with joy. But he, but here's a key: giving thanks.
2: That's exactly it. Yeah,
1: you know, just giving thanks. So, like we're talking about being adaptive, you know, think about the loaves and the fish. You know, when what doesn't seem like enough. And I think that we can all, we can all on some level or another feel like we either haven't felt like we're enough or our teams aren't enough or we we don't know enough about online stuff. But just, you know, just to close with this, to give people hope that like we can pray, Mm -hmm. you know, God God will, you know, the Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God and God will give it to him liberally, you know. And, and for us to ask God in faith, knowing that He hears us mm-hmm. in this season. And God has not brought any of us into this season to set us up to fail. That's right. But God is longing for His kingdom to keep advancing and to keep growing forward. But this giving thanks, I think, is so key in the yeah. adaptive process yeah. that we would, in, in every moment, you know, in our frustration. Mm-hmm in our worries, in our, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? And just being like, you know what? I don't know how to do this, God, but my eyes are on you. I'm going to give you thanks today uh, for what doesn't seem like enough. Would you help me be adaptive, not reactive in this season that I would be filled with the knowledge of your will, you know, that our church would be filled with the knowledge of your will, that we could walk together in this season, not separated, but that we are walking together fully pleasing to you and that we wouldn't just walk in this season as a church that we wouldn't just walk in this season as families, but we would walk fruitfully, yeah. fruitfully. Is that a word? We would walk fruitful Absolutely um, <laughs> in this season, you know, bringing so much glory to God. It's yeah. a good season. It's a good you know? season.
2: Well, it here, is. Them, I, this is what I asked our church or some of our, our team last night. I said, could we treat every season, every season we're in, what if we ask the question, what if this were permanent and say, like, if this were permanent, what would we do? Well, then everybody cringes because they go, is it permanent? No, it's not. <laughs> but Surprise. if we, if we live waiting for the next season, we're going to mm-hmm. miss what's in this one. So you're right. It is a great right. season. Start thinking like, what, what is God doing in the season? Rather than pining romantically for the past, or somehow for the future that's going to happen mm-hmm. let's live right now and say because the spirit is alive right now he's speaking right now he's not waiting for us on the other side of this he's walking us through it
1: so good jonathan do you uh would you mind closing in prayer today
2: oh not at all i'd love to come on let's thank pray you, lord father i thank you that you are with your people god you are with us at all times you would never leave us or forsake us Lord, thank you that today we are a people who have been chosen, who have been called. And before the beginning of time, you saw us right here in 2020, and you prepared us for it. You set us here, knowing who we were, but even greater, knowing who you are. And so Lord, we look to you, the author and the perfecter of our faith, and we're asking God for every person that's listening today, that you would give them the grace in their season, in their place, in their call, that wherever they are, they can walk out your will in, 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 in a way that is beyond their gift, beyond their strength, beyond their talent, in a way that is purely relying on who you are. So thank you, Father, that you are flooding our hearts with light. You are lighting up the path in front of us. You are uh, making your voice heard to your people. May your church shine in dark places because, God, we know you're not afraid of the dark. So send us, and, and thank you, Lord, that no matter where we go, We go with you in
1: Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jonathan, for being with us today. God bless you and Tia and Moses and the Word Church and all God is calling you to do. May God continue to give you all greater eyes to see and ears to hear and just open hearts with great capacity to receive it and to walk it out in these days uh we're probably going to keep this conversation moving forward you know in the weeks and perhaps in the in the months ahead so i uh, just be listening up for that on the podcast and we bless you all today in the name of jesus you know it's a good season you just keep reminding yourself of that you know in every trial and tribulation and when you just feel like you're at your wits and just lift your hands up to jesus give him thanks and just remind yourself that god is in this season and he has graced you and called you for such a time as this Amen.
0: Well, there you have it, friends. We hope you enjoyed our short conversation and that God spoke to you through it, bringing hope, healing, and life. As always, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message and share any thoughts or questions you'd like to hear us discuss on an upcoming episode of Hope Talks. And lastly, if what you heard today helped you, consider rating and reviewing the podcast to help get the word out to others. Until next time, friends, keep pressing into all God has for you, and we hope to see you soon.